Look alive, all ya. I'm Retronomic, looking for new games that bring retro back from the dead. And this is Retrograde, where we look at lists, countdowns, and count-ups. And today we're doing a count-up and a countdown of uh, counting up the PS1 stealth games, top five, because there's not a whole lot, believe it or not. Um, and as well as uh, the top five, or countdown, I should say, of top five mobile at number five is Sneaky James by Kiz Kizzy. Kizzy, I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce that. It's K-I-Z-I, but Sneaky James. And uh, yeah, it's basically this short little uh, tap-to-move type of uh, stealth game. You know, I mean, uh, you have to hide in trash cans. Uh, you have to run around before the person on patrol gets to you. Um, you have to wait for lasers or turn off lasers and things like that. Turn out the lights to get someone to go turn them back on. Uh, it's a lot of different stuff like that, and it's kind of just like a cute little thing, you know? I mean, it's not the most amazing, but it's fun, and they have quite a few levels. Not a lot. There's not. Uh, it's kind of a short game. Uh, there's like these uh, artistic-looking pictures of either Kizzy or Kizzy... Not Kizzy, uh, Sneaky James, or even Sneaky James as a kid with his dad and stuff like that. So it was actually a really great game. I wish it would have, they would have added more to it because it was that good in my opinion. A uh, really fun and just cool type of uh, enjoyment of game, of sneak, you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, moving on to number four is Stealth Hardcore Puzzle. Uh, apparently that's what it's called. <laughs> I thought it was just called Stealth, but yeah, no, it's actually Hardcore Puzzle. I don't understand that. There is another game called Stealth. I didn't find that to be as good, but that one's just Stealth. This one is as minimalistic as possible. You know, if, if you're looking for just plain, straight-up Stealth gaming, uh, that's this. I mean, it's really fun. Uh, you can, strangely enough, you can go behind people and stay behind them, like, right up against them. But that's actually how you choke people out, so it's sort of the mechanic. It's not that uh, they just didn't let you get caught, you know? Um, but it is not easy, as well as, like I said, it's it's just a ton of levels with tons of different, uh, you know, sort of stealth gameplay. I mean, like, it's dots with cones, and you yourself are a dot as well. I could have sworn when I first played it... Uh, you could actually change the icon to be like, you know, a smiley face or, you know, with glasses or stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and I think, I guess maybe that was my imagination or they updated it with not that stuff because it's just a yellow dot that you play and uh, the white dots are the ones you're trying to avoid. Um, but yeah, it's so basic, so minimalistic, but it is not simple. It is very challenging and fun, and if you're looking for just straight-up stealth, that's this game. Check that one out. Next up's one of my favorites. It is uh, Critter Escape. It's actually not a stealth game per se. I'll say that. It's uh, actually multiple different types of things. Sometimes you're trying to take everything out. Sometimes you're trying to do... Uh, you know, different, uh, untrigger different traps or get over obstacles, um, but also you have a lot of different missions where you're trying to do it all stealthily. In fact, uh, usually it's that you have a uh, stealth option to do to fully complete a level, you know, and it's actually really cool and fun to try out and do. 
Um, there's some pretty great graphics, actually, for a mobile game, surprisingly. Um, but also, it gets very challenging. It has a pretty decent story. Just, just basically, it's a uh, critter, obviously, <laughs> who's trying to escape Nunkin. Obviously, yes, we all know that. It's called Critter Escape. Uh, but yeah, it's this critter who's like being experimented on and all that stuff by some evil scientist and now it's your duty to just get the heck out of there in the best way possible and there's a whole bunch of different levels with all these different challenges it seems like each challenge changes up each level so you're never you know just playing the same level every time trying to do it in different ways it actually makes it so the mechanics change of the level itself and it's really cool and you have different options for playing it you can either tap uh, or you can actually use a joystick it's up to you on that um, I actually found both to be kind of you know well done so you know whatever you choose for the control is uh, up to you but yeah, like this is a really cool game. It's got a lot of levels, a lot of different options to play those levels. And that's what makes it really interesting. They actually had a second game in the series that has nothing to do with this. Um, but that one was a, you know, it's still a fun game as well. It's not stealth at all, though. Uh, I would say to just check that out if you enjoy this one and want more of it. Um, but otherwise, I'd say check this one out first because it's just got so much to it. Um, I believe I believe it's a, a paid-for game. Um, I don't remember the price, though. It's been a long time. Uh, so next up, number two, is Robbery Bob. This is a series, actually. There's two in the series, and they got... Most of the characters look like caricatures, if you know what I mean. You know, uh, you know like uh, very exaggerated looks and kind of uncanny valley. They don't look good, in my opinion. Um except Bob and uh, but yeah you're a robber trying to sneak around it's all top-down oh, in fact yeah I should probably mention that every single one of these are top-down games uh, I guess that's kind of obvious but yeah this one is a uh, top-down and yeah you're trying to sneak around a house or a facility or things like that and you have different things at your disposal like items um, there's like a stinky donut so someone will see the donut run up and grab it and then eat it and then of course they get sick so now they're incapacitated for a little while and you have all kinds of stuff like that as well as different costumes that make it so you actually uh, have different attributes such as a ninja costume makes it so you can't be seen if you're in any kind of shadows or things like that um, you know and there's just all kinds of stuff it's really fun both games in this series uh, the second one's a little more uh, level I guess they're both level based but this one uh, the second one has a world map and has this sort of story for each part of the map. It's kind of dumb. I don't really like the story at all for Robbery Bob. But uh, I'd say the first one actually shines a little better. Because um, there's just lots of different gameplay and lots of... Even the story isn't as bad, you know? Um, it's sort of cheesy but fun. While the second one's just kind of dumb. Um, but yeah, they're both solid in gameplay, have tons upon tons of stealth, and they get kind of out there on the levels, you know, as well as they get very challenging to try to complete fully. I mean, uh, you have to get, I believe, in a certain amount of time, not getting caught and collecting every item. I believe that's usually the case, but I think there are other objectives that, you know, sort of cycle in and out of the uh, different levels there are. 
and it's a really fun game. And the number one spot is, uh, this one is paid for, um, Robbery Bob is free, um, but yeah, this one's a pay for, which is the Space Marshal series. It's uh, another top-down, it's not entirely, uh, stealth, but you have the option to do stealth, and that's what makes it so cool. You can either run and gun, or you can stealth it up, and, and sometimes you kind of have to use stealth, but, like, uh, it's just really well done on its stealth stuff. I mean, you're, you're playing with a joystick, and, uh, you know, you're running around uh, different environments, you're having, there's a really great story, actually. There's three games in this series. I have not played them all. I've played part one and part two, and it's been a while since I played part one or two, really, but two was a little more recent. Um, but the story is really well done. It's just basically a space western, you know? It's like there are futuristic things. There's uh, aliens. There's all that kind of stuff, but it's set in a western setting, and uh, that just makes it all the more cooler to me. I love western type of games. I'm, I'm going to be doing a retrograde on that some point. Um, but yes, this is... Uh, uh, this was an amazing one. The only thing is they are all like I think 3.99 per game. It might be 1.99 for the first now, but I believe the second is like 2.99, 3.99 and then the third one is definitely 3.99. And uh yeah, but they're still really great worth the price and uh you know, they're just fun as heck. I mean, you can play a demo of them, I believe. Um before actually having to buy them. So check that out. And a quick mention to Republic um I know that's more of the better graphics and is more expensive, um, but I, I didn't really find it to be as stealth. You know, it, it's more like you're directing someone rather than playing it yourself. So yeah, I just wanted to quickly mention that one, but up to uh, honorable mention. So first up is Mr. Sneaky. It's it's like a Solid Snake looking character. I mean, basically is Solid Snake. I, I don't know how they get away with that, but yeah. And he flops all around. He's It's almost like Happy Wheels type of, uh, you know, physics and all that stuff. The only thing is, you get in the box. It's a box. And, uh, yeah, you just get in the box and move when they're not looking. Don't move when they are. And you can collect coins around and stuff like that. It's, it's a fun little game. It's not amazing by any means, but it's, it's just a, a fun sort of comedic type of take on the stealth genre. And... It's in beta right now, which sucks. I mean, I'm hoping it gets better when uh, and more levels because I beat it kind of quick uh, when it's out of beta. But yeah, hopefully they'll uh, let that out soon with the full game and more levels and maybe other stuff like costumes and things. Because otherwise, it's a great game and just really fun. Check that one out. Spy Inc. I believe it's called Spy Inc. As in I-N-C dot, you know, period. Uh, incorporated. Uh, this one was awesome. I mean, I don't know what happened to it. It's not on Google Play anymore, at least not on mine. I mean, I know that uh, the better phone you have, sometimes they take stuff out. This one's a very freemium type of one, but it has so much, you know, fun to place uh, levels. I mean, I believe most of it is a free type of thing. It's just they do have a freemium feel to it. Um, if you can find it, I'm not sure where it's at now. Uh, I know that it... I'm sure it's for iOS, I'll say that, um, just not for Android, and that's what I have, so that kind of sucks, because it was a great game, um, but yeah, that, that one was really good, and Dishonorable Mentions goes to uh, Cat Escape, um, 
it's basically the same thing. It's just freemium type of stuff. The only thing is the graphics aren't as good as well as it. It's uh, very much more freemium than Spy Inc. And uh, yeah, it's it's not the best, but it's still it's a fun playthrough. I, I actually went through a lot of the levels and got all the costumes and things like that, which you have to watch an ad to get the costumes, of course. Um, but yeah, once it was all done, it was like sort of like, okay, is there any more? Nope, just recycles through the levels that you've already played, basically. Um, so yeah, it, eventually you get tired of it, but when before that, it's actually really fun till you get through every single level. And um, another dishonorable mention would be uh, Santa's Abduction. This is a pretty great game, actually. It looks like something out of like you know uh, old school type of PC stuff or new grounds or things like that. The only thing is, the controls are terrible. They're like spaced way too far apart, and there's no real way of adjusting anything, so it gets very frustrating with the uh, controls. But other than that, it's, it was still really fun. I actually got through most of the game uh, without a whole lot of problems. It was just you screw up at certain times because the dang controls, you think you're moving left and it ends up not even touching anything or you end up moving down or something, you know? Uh, so that gets a little frustrating. You have to start getting used to having to spread your thumb pretty far apart from each direction. Uh, but other than that, it is something worth checking out, even if it is a dishonorable mention. Um, so there you go. Uh, that's the mobile side of this list. Now to move on to the PS1. And this is count up because at the number one is the most obvious. I mean, it's Metal Gear Solid. I mean, what did you expect? It's the beginning, basically, of the stealth genre. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you know, who doesn't know Metal Gear Solid, considering today? Um, but for the PS1, there was actually two games. But I do want to quickly mention about how um, the MX MSX games, they're kind of... Well, I guess the PS1 game, Metal Gear Solid, is actually sort of a retread, but done more cinematically in a different setting and things like that. Um, as well as its mechanics are a lot more refined, obviously. Of those first two games, there's Metal Gear and Metal Gear uh, 2 Solid Snake. I wanted to quickly go over those because they're actually pretty competent for what they were. I mean, there is some infamous stuff like uh, using an owl to make, even though it's daytime, to make a guard think it's nighttime and go to sleep so you can get inside of a place. Um, yeah, that's kind of dumb, but... You know, it's it's still a cool game. I mean, the first two were really interesting, and they did a great job. And the second one actually is a little more, um, not cinematic, obviously, but uh, it still has a very good storytelling in it. So it's really d done well. You can sort of see the uh, um, beginnings of, you know, Kojima and his storytelling and all that in it. I mean, Snatcher would be the best example of that, but I mean... You know, these are still really well done stories, as well as the gameplay is pretty darn cool, you know, for back then sort of thing. Um, in fact, there's a, uh, a crappy version called Metal Gear Snake's Revenge, which is actually what inspired uh, Kojima to make a uh, sequel with Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake because of how crappy they did with that. And it's actually something I'd say to check out too because it's so bad. It's become more of an action game instead of Big Boss. His name's Cockamamie Hyarola and things like that. So yeah, it's something to check out as well as one last one is for, I guess it was for the Game Boy as Metal Gear Ghost Babble or Metal Gear Solid Ghost Babble and then Metal Gear Solid and that's it for the Game Boy Color. Um, so yeah, that's actually kind of cool. They They play almost like 
the MSX games, but even better, I'd say. And the graphics obviously look amazing, so they did a great job with those. I'd say check those out before you even get into Metal Gear Solid. But Metal Gear Solid, my gosh, there's two games in the series on the PS1, um, as well as a, another version which comes with both games called Integral. Integral is basically just the quintessential version, you know, it comes with um, the two games for the PS1, plus it has a little bit of extras. Um, I'm not sure of all the extras, but I do know that um, you can actually play the whole game in a first-person view mode, which is pretty cool, the fact that they added that. It's almost like a first-person stealth game like you see nowadays. But this is where, like, storytelling of Kojima just became this amazing thing. I mean, everybody started checking out Metal Gear Solid for that, as well as just the gameplay itself. I mean, it's amazing. You have some real stealth gameplay in it. You have radar to see where all the freaking guys are. Unless, of course, you play it on Extreme, which has no radar. And, uh, you know, it's a really hard game, but so much fun and so interesting. So many dang secrets. Like, you can go in the vents and... and like see uh, Meryl working out in her underwear it's like yeah that's what I want to see blocky women uh what you know I guess that was sort of the appeal of Laura Croft so it makes sense I guess still strange that they have to put that stuff in there uh, <laughs> um as well as like I think you can see her in her underwear as well when you run into a, a restroom uh really quickly or something that's weird but yeah cool good <laughs> fan service I guess beat the game three times in a row you get this uh alternate costume thing where uh, Solid Snake's dressed up in a tuxedo, sort of like, you know, James Bond, and the cybernetic ninja now looks like Spider-Man almost. I mean, you know, it's a really cool thing that they added so much different secrets. You have the ghosts. You can actually, I believe, in Integral, um, you can take pictures of ghosts. You have a ton of different codec calls. You know, you can call someone while smoking, and then everybody's going to berate you. Uh, you can uh, check out some like an event you'll check out rats or if you check out these crows during a elevator section uh master miller will start talking to you about the history and interesting stuff facts about that you know there's all kinds of stuff and if you shoot the crows you know suddenly you'll get berated for that too i mean it's really cool that they had so much content without really making it so there's tons more to do you know you still have just so much to do with just the base game itself you know and you don't really need anything extra um but of course then they came out with vr missions which has a ton extra i mean there's no real story but just the fact that they have so many things to do there's just you know proficiency type of stuff like you know the different guns and you know going through each one of those and you even get like a trophy for what times you get i believe it's like uh you know you get the regular gun before having beaten it and then if you get a third time you get a copper looking um skin to the gun and then uh, silver gold and then platinum of course so yeah it's pretty cool that they actually just give you this little extra trophy type of thing you know before you get into the level you can actually push the l and r buttons and see the different colors that you've gotten if you've gotten up to first times so that's kind of cool as well as just the fact that there's off the wall missions you got this one where you do a genome soldier that's like the size of a you know a kaiju you know like godzilla or something uh you have a ufo one <laughs> you have puzzle uh things where you have to use the different weapons to try to figure out all these puzzles you have target practice type ones a survival type mode i it's just so much content with the vr missions it's really amazing and it's freaking hard though 
my gosh, I went forever trying to get the first times on those. Um, but eventually, if you do, um, you'll get a little preview of Metal Gear Rays. But <laughs> it's like, that's sold now. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it was before Metal Gear Solid 2 came out that I got to see that. So it was really cool when I got that at the time. Now it's like, you know, you don't really have to get the first times. It's just for bragging rights, I guess. Um, but yeah, freaking A. They even have a section in there where you can play as the ninja. I mean, they have ninja missions in it with ninja powers and all that stuff. You know, you can do this uh, electrifying everybody. You have uh, the running around slicing people in half and stuff. You also have, like, little missions where you cut hay. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's amazing stuff. I mean, I, I loved VR missions, but also the main game, Metal Gear Solid. It's I was obsessed with that one. I even have, like, a, a brain-dead idea on that um, that maybe I'll go into sometime. This was a, an iconic, epic type of game because you had these different characters. You know, the enemies you sort of liked and hated at the same time, you know? They had this really compelling story to each one. You even have some debriefing missions. Uh, not missions, but like these videotapes uh, before the main game. If you're looking through, like, uh, I think it's the options sort of thing. That was awesome. Just the fact that you got all these different things before you even started the game, VR missions, uh, debriefing thing, the, you know, obviously I love that sort of thing, the uh, manual back then, you know, uh, I, I went through every bit of that and then checked out the game itself. And even certain cutscenes will actually change if you do certain stuff, like I got first times on all the VR missions and then started playing the game and after you get off, uh, get through the first part where you get into the elevator and start going up and it does this little uh, Metal Gear Solid, you know, introduction and then you start talking to Campbell, you'll actually he'll actually like congratulate you on how well you did and then you'll say, "Well, you know, thanks to all those VR missions I did before I even, you know, got here." And it's like, "Oh my gosh, you just acknowledged that I did all that stuff." You know, and then of course, if you do well or bad in the fight against Ocelot, he'll say, you know, uh, something like Oh, just what I'd expect with the same name as code name as the boss, you know. But then again, of course, you had uh, if you did bad, he was like, I didn't expect you to do so poorly, you know. So yeah, that's pretty cool that it actually shapes the scenes in order of how you've played. Then of course, there's the infamous Psychomantis fight where they can read, you know, not only uh, how well you've done in the game, but stuff on your memory card. You know, which is also another thing. They even had secret stuff with the memory card. Your first time through, you have Solid Snake on the memory block. And then uh, if you beat it with Otacon, you'll have him on there. If you beat it with Meryl, you'll have her on there. Uh, the VR missions will have um, uh, Colonel Campbell as the memory block. And then lastly, of course, you have... And if you get to the that memory block with the ninja and Integral... Uh, you actually can unlock the VR missions of the ninja. So, you know, before you even have to go through all the other stuff. Um, but yeah, my gosh, this was just an amazing game. What else is there to say about it? It's Metal Gear Solid, the first one. I mean, it's my favorite one, actually. I'd say because of just how amazing it was, and it was the, you know, first iconic one for the PlayStation before I knew about Metal Gear, you know, and it just really opened up a lot of stuff for, uh, for uh, stealth gaming. There's also another version of it called Twin Snakes for the GameCube. It's really great if you want to have better graphics and stuff and, uh, you know, the gameplay of, say, Metal Gear Sons of Liberty. Um, but the voice acting does not sound as good. They brought everybody back to redo the voice acting. And it's kind of just, eh, I don't know, they sound so strange and different, like, 
Ocelot when he gets his hand cut off. In the original game, he's like, you know, like he's in pain, obviously, but he doesn't like shriek. And yeah, he kind of shrieks in the uh, GameCube version. He goes, my hand like that. You know, it's like, oh, gosh, really? Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't sound quite right. But hey, you know, it's still interesting to see Ocelot or seeing a, a Psychomantis's face once the uh, mask is taken off or seeing, you know, cybernetic ninja, Frank Yeager, Gray Fox, you know, whatever you want to call him, uh, just looking like that, you know, in those type of graphics. It's pretty amazing. And plus they give you some extra um, little boss rush mode and things like that. So yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's just the voice acting's a little off. That's what I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, that's what's amazing about Metal Gear Solid. They just had so much content with that game. I was obsessed with it for so long, and I went through all this stuff with it. And then, of course, you have uh, the Metal Gear Solid VR Missions, which has just so much more. You know, there's a variety mode, there's a mystery mode where you have to figure out uh, through clues, you know, whatever context clues you can use uh, to, you know, figure out who did it or stuff like that. So it's amazing what they did with this. Uh, moving on to number two. Tenchu Stealth Assassin series. Uh, there's the first game, which is kind of aimless. I'll say that. You know, there's some really great stuff when it comes to being a ninja. You can go on the roofs. You can sneak up behind people and and slit their throats, sort of thing. Um, but you also have like the map isn't all that descriptive, and they're very large levels, so it's kind of like you have to figure it out for yourself. But that's actually a good thing, you know. I don't like to have hand-holding, but it would be nice to, you know, not have to do a lot of trial and error trying to figure out how you're supposed to do things and where you're supposed to go. Um, as well as, it really is a stealth game. You can't just go in gung-ho trying to kill things. So, uh, there is another game called Ninja Shadow of Darkness, I think it's called. And that one's much more of a 3D beat-em-up. And that's pretty cool, you know, you could have a good time with, uh, you know, doing ninja stuff, but that's where you go in gung-ho. And this, if you try to do that, you'll have everybody gang up on you all at once, and it's not easy. You know, even if you've cleared everything out, suddenly new enemies will show up and start coming after you. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Plus, you do have uh, NPC characters. You don't want to kill them if you want to get the best ranking, as well as if they see you, they will still run around trying to alert everybody. So you got to be careful with that, too. It's really cool, though, that how they did this. It feels like it's a little world, you know? It's kind of open-ended, like a sandbox-type game, and they just did an amazing job with that. You have all these little gadgets, like a, a grappling hook. You have things you can buy, like these poisoned rice or uh, colored rice, just to, you know, sort of give you an idea of where you need to go. Like, it'll drop this trail of rice behind you. The story isn't as epic as, you know, Metal Gear Solid or something like that, as well as the voice acting's kind of strange because you have uh, some, I think it's very stereotypical type voice acting in certain characters, and then two whitewashed with other characters. Yeah, he's uh, just very English sounding, and then of course you have another character who sounds uh, very stereotypical and he seems like he has a learning disability, so that's kind of strange, you know? It seems, uh, not very PC. As well as the scripting isn't very good either. I mean, <laughs> you, uh, end up, like, going to a woman, you know? You see the woman, she goes, you know, I'm gonna kick your butt, you know, I'm not gonna let you in, and he goes, you know, I don't want to fight you, you're a woman, you know? <laughs> and that's not very PC as well. So then you fight her, you kill her, and then after that he goes, it's too bad you couldn't, uh, you had to live a life of the ninja instead of uh, in your place sort of thing. And it's like, oh my gosh, 
uh, yeah, that's kind of messed up that you're talking about women being in their place or something, you know. And it's like you couldn't w live the life of a woman or something like that. I don't remember what it says exactly, but yeah. Oh, geez. As well as, you know, you kill this guy who's got, um, like I said, very stereotypical type of uh, voice acting. And he's he seems to have a learning disability. And he's like talking about him as well in that way, you know, saying like, oh, it's too bad that he wasn't able to and that they put him in this place to do this. You know, he, he seems to always say some kind of regrets for having uh, something that doesn't sound very PC today, you know? Uh, but yeah, it's it's still pretty good though. I, I mean, like you have another character where you fight him and then after you kill him, he's like, uh, that was an honorable fight, you know, and then he dies, you know? So it's very cool in that way, but it's also kind of, you know, doesn't work today, I'll say that, so just keep that in mind when you play it. Um, but yeah, the gameplay is really fun. You have all these different things that you can do. You get these missions in between each level, which is basically just stuff that, you know, you can do while on the way to the main goal, which is just getting to the target. They're not like prerequisites. It's just stuff you're going to end up doing to get to the target. So it's not really a mission in uh, per se. The graphics themselves are not the best. I'd say that sort of like Metal Gear Solid, you know, they're, um, you know, blocky and, you know, not a whole lot of definition to their faces and things like that. But it's still done well enough that it looks good. You know, I'd say Tenchu, the stealth assassin, um, is really cool. You got two different characters to play. There's Hanmaru, which you can play, uh, that's the male character. And I don't remember the name of the female character, but you can play her too. And that actually changes uh, the story somewhat. Not a lot, but, you know, like... Uh, you know, from their perspective sort of thing. And it's it's the type of stealth game that really makes you feel like you're a ninja because you're actually having to use stealth. If you try to go in gung-ho, you're going to die. Um, as well as you have to find those targets and take them out. Either you have to do it in a very stealthy way or, of course, you just try to have to, you know, cut them down as quickly as you can because of a cutscene that makes it so you have to fight them. There's also Tenchu Birth by uh, birth of Assassins, not Birth by Sleep. <laughs> Is that something else? I don't remember what. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tenchu 2, uh, Birth of Assassins, is actually a prequel to the first game, and but it actually gives you uh, like a lot more of this, uh, you know, starting out sort of feel. I don't know how to explain that. It's a lot easier with the controls, I'll say that. Um, but also, you know, there's this like training mission that you can play in the beginning where you're actually in this little uh, ninja city or something or town you know with huts and things like that and it gives you the idea of the gameplay so yeah it's really cool as well as the graphics look a lot better where the first game looks more like something of Metal Gear Solid this seems a little bit I'd say this looks a little better it's an awesome series of games for the PlayStation 1 number three is Siphon Filter now you can play this in either way, you know, you can do it where you just run in trying to shoot everything and stuff like that. You do have limited ammo somewhat, so they are trying to sort of steer you in the route of stealth, and it's a lot funner, I'd say, playing it as a stealth game. It's a lot of stealth sort of uh, ideas, as well as you have all these different gadgets to use, sort of almost like a uh, if, if Metal Gear Solid and, you know, uh, James Bond sort of had this mishmash it would be siphon filter you know as well as it's sort of the uh cousin i'd say the discount cousin of metal gear solid logan i think his name is and he's you know doing all these different uh, secret op missions where you know we have different all, all kinds of different objectives you have other characters that you can uh, not play as but you know you play with they'll be like uh on your team or your yeah some escorting stuff too 
It's kind of like a stealth game where you don't have to do stealth, but there's actually three in the series. It's a stealth game that you get all kinds of gadgets, you know, you can play it stealth-wise and it really feels a lot more fun and satisfying doing that, but you don't have to do that. So you actually have the option to run around just shooting everybody. So it's really cool, but it's much more in the vein of like, you know, like CIA type of secret operatives and stuff like that sort of thing. The graphics actually look pretty good. I'd say they're a little bit better than uh, Metal Gear Solid, you know, whereas, you know, they chose to be in that route where it's, um, you know, not a whole lot of definition to the face. Instead of a uh, siphon filter, there's a lot more of eyes and noses and things like that, you know. The first three in this countdown actually have um, a continuation onto other consoles and stuff like that, so they actually were pretty popular. Uh, siphon filter, maybe not as known as the uh, Tenchu or, or Metal Gear Solid, but I mean, yeah, it's, these are all continued on, so you can actually keep playing past the PS1. Um, but as for number four, Sadly, they didn't continue this. I don't know why. It was great stuff. And it's uh, Sheep Raider, or Wolf and Sheepdog. Um, it's basically Looney Tunes, you know? And you play stealth-wise. I mean, it's not exactly a whole lot of stealth. It's more in the vein of, you know, like Acme stuff. You know, you're using bushes to stealth around. You're trying to you know, hide behind stuff whenever he looks at you. And you have a creep button. You know, it's not much in the way of like uh, Metal Gear Solid where you actually, you know, stealth around and hide there and look around corners. It's much more in the vein of like, you're just walking around and maybe you have to use a tiptoe to get from one spot to the other without getting caught. And you know, you're hiding from one person, the sheepdog. But also there's a lot of platforming and uh, puzzle elements as well. And you actually get to use uh, Acme products, which is so cool in it. And it's like just the fact that they have all this stuff. If you like Looney Tunes. There's a lot of comedy and fun stuff like that. There's a lot of references to Looney Tunes and all that, you know, different characters. You get to see uh, Porky Pig. You get to use cat his cabbage, actually, to uh, lead sheep to where you want them to go. And it's so great because it's actually where you're winning, you know, for once. You're actually, the wolf is actually winning instead of like, you know, with Ki Wiley Coyote. It's supposed to be his cousin, even though they're not in the, even the same sort of a uh, I guess they're in the same genus family or whatever, but yeah, it, it's supposed to be his cousin, and yeah, you know how he never wins against the Roadrunner, which does show up in this game. It's a game show where you're trying to collect all these sheep, you know, and Daffy Duck hosts the game show, and even shows up as uh, the Robin Hood uh, Daffy Duck <laughs> from that cartoon, as well as like, uh, you have a reference with uh, Roadrunner, actually. There's a Roadrunner in the whole level, but also you have the first time you meet him, um, you start running after him, and he runs through a painting in the wall. It looks like a tunnel, and of course, I fell for it and ran right into the wall. So yeah, it's just hilarious that you have this, you know, all these different references. That's just so much fun. Now, it does does get pretty difficult with the gameplay. I mean, uh, not only for its mechanics. I mean, they do give you that difficulty curve, but the levels get kind of expanded, so they get a lot tougher as the game wears on. But also, there's some pretty glitchy stuff, like uh, there's this one fight, where you ha a boss fight, where you have um, the monster, the, his name's The Monster, if I remember right, he's this big red furry guy, you know, and if you burn him up, he's basically nothing, you know, it's, it's like he's made of fur, there's nothing underneath. But when you fight him, he has a lot of issues with his boss fight, and I actually, finally, after freaking playing forever, 
finally got past him and beat him, but I forgot to bring the sheep. So the door to get to this boss is closed and it will not reopen and the sheep is past that door. So I was like, okay, after trying forever to beat this stupid dang boss, I quit, you know, I mean, I didn't quit the game, but I was like, I'm going to just use the level skip to get to the next level. And that's what I had to do. It sucks, but you know, it still uh, saved everything before that, you know, that I beat all the levels before it and all that. So it's, it's not too bad for the level skip. It's not like a game shark code. You just, uh, pause the game, I think, and then just do a quick thing and then, uh, you know, button presses and it'll make it so it skips that. I did everything up to that too. So it worked out nice. And there's also a ghost level where you have to time these, uh, you know, music parts. And there's quite a few of those parts in it. It's kind of frustrating, in fact. I love the ghost level. It's really fun and cool, except those parts, because the timing is a bit off. So you're going to have some trouble trying to get through that part. It's like a rhythm game, so it's going to take some doing for that. But there's just so much to its gameplay that was really awesome and I loved. Um, it's too bad that they didn't continue with that because they could have done more. You know, I, I would have loved to play more of those Sheepdog games. I mean, as well as, uh, you know, there are other uh, Looney Tune games out there like uh, Bugs Bunny Time Busters. No, no, no. It's Bugs and Taz Time Busters. But before that was Bugs Bunny Lost in Time. And they have some elements of sneaking around but it's mostly like platforming and um collecting and uh puzzles and things like that it's a lot, a lot less on that side so if you're looking for something with stealth i'd say definitely check out sheep raider at number five is kind of a stealth game kind of not but it still works as a stealth game i'd say it's actually pretty good it once you get used to it is chicken run um chicken run has some a lot of like mini games in there that are kind of a pain in the ass i mean i wouldn't say that they were fun you know i mean they they would be fun if it was just the first type of thing like the uh whatever you know amount you have to get to but sometimes but some of those required segments of mini games are just a pain in the ass because they like make it so the number's too high and the gameplay and the controls don't quite work with those mini games. I mean, so yeah, you're having a hard time just to get to that point where you're like, okay, I got it, you know? So yeah, that's not the best, but um, there's so much to it otherwise, you know, and um, there are like a s copper, silver, and gold ones that you can try to go for. It's just so dang hard to do. I wouldn't really suggest trying to get the 100% sort of thing. But other than that, it's a lot of fun sort of stealth gameplay. You have to run around getting different items and bringing them back or even uh, using certain items to distract dogs or um, these, you know, other characters from the movie. And it's a lot of fun. You get to play as different characters as well. You play the hen as well as you play the rooster. I don't remember their names. Sorry. Um, you get some fun little story beats that weren't in the movie, but most of it is like, you know, cutscenes from the movie uh, done into a sort of still frame sort of thing, you know, uh, with little bits of, you know, actual scenes from the movie. So, yeah, it's not not the best, but still, it's a fun sort of thing where if you're looking for more stealth and you want something more on the fun side, um, Sheep Raider and Chicken Run. Chicken Run was a very fun type of stealth game. The only thing is you got to remember certain things like uh if you get into any kind of light it doesn't tell you that there's no like something to tell you hey this light is something you shouldn't step in and the whole time i was playing i was like why the heck is it still coming after me how do they keep catching me it's like because a foot or something or a wing i guess <laughs> 
uh, grazed some of the light and then you have to try to find a hiding spot and wait for them to go away. Sometimes you didn't need to find a hiding spot. You'd just be in the right spot and they wouldn't see you even though, you know, you're right there in front of them. So that was a bit strange, but you know, it's not too bad. And it was still a really fun game. I'd say if you're looking for more stealth, this is something to play, Chicken Run. Now, honorable mentions goes to uh, Mission Impossible, for one. Um, it's not exactly a stealth game, but you do use like different gadgets and disguises and things like that that make it feel sort of stealthy, um, as well as uh, the 007 games. They have A World Is Not Enough and Tomorrow Never Dies, and they have some stealth mechanics to it as well with those, like I said, gadgets and things where you use disguises and things like that. So they're much more of action games, but there's a lot of fun to that feeling like it's a stealth sort of game. Dishonorable Mentions goes to uh, Spec Ops Stealth Patrol. It didn't really feel like a whole like a stealth type of game. Um, it has stealth elements, but it's mostly more of like a you know action sort of Spec Ops type game, with something you expect from a Spec Ops game. As well as In Cold Blood, it's kind of like uh, I'd say like you know the Mission Impossible and Tomorrow Never Dies, how they're sort of like this action with stealth elements kind of like that but on a lesser scale I'd say um, but it's still sort of like you know MI6 agent and you know CIA stuff and all that kind of secret ops and all that so yeah it's it's still you know kind of good it's not exactly a stealth game though like I said with spec ops um, so yeah I would say it's still something for you you know if you really want to find something more there's still other stuff out there it's just there's not a lot for the PlayStation 1 of stealth surprisingly so it's really progressed a whole lot since then, um, but at least you have something to reference to, you know, it's something to go back to to check out on the PlayStation 1 with a little bit on um, before that, like, you know, like I said, the Metal Gear games, not Metal Gear Solid, but Metal Gear, there was a lot of stuff to do with those, and they were actually really good too, so it's just good to see that, you know, stealth is becoming much more of its own sort of genre rather than a mechanic inside of games although at the same time you have a lot of games today that just shove it in there and it's like you know just ducking down in some grass ta-da you're hidden you know and that doesn't quite work but you know they do have the hitman games the siphon filter games you know and they do feel a lot more like a stealth type of game so so it's amazing to see what they've done today with it but it's also just amazing to see what they did back then so there you go. To get buried alive, like and subscribe and get notified. Be revived next time. Die, everybody.